Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you again today. As you know, I'm always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests, and i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit today. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs or through Powerful Words Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites or the Jason's Army Mastermind Group, you know how much I focus on effective marketing, right? Well, the show is going to help us to do just that. So today, it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be really the difference between a moderately okay kind of sort of business and one that really hums the way it's supposed to and provides the kind of lifestyle that you deserve. So this is going to be a blast. Drop yourself in, all right? I'm sure you... As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. We only get one ride on this merry-go-round, folks. Let's make sure it's one hell of a ride, shall we? Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. Let's stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest expert today. Nick Westergaard is Chief Brand Strategist at Brand Driven Digital, where he helps build better brands at organizations of all sizes, from small businesses to Fortune 500 companies to the President's Job Council. He's also the author of Get Scrappy, Smarter Digital Marketing for Businesses Big and Small. An in-demand speaker at conferences throughout the world, he also teaches branding and marketing at the University of Iowa and hosts the popular On Brand Podcast. Nick lives with his family in Coralville, Iowa. Nick, I'm thrilled to have you on The Real Deal. Welcome. Thank you. I am honored to be here. Very excited. I've put away my cat, dog, and spouse <laughs> for this conversation Much because I was instructed to do so. <laughs> Much appreciated. So listen, before, before we get started, for those who haven't yet read your book or heard you speak or taken any of your classes, take a second. You know, what, are you, what are you passionate about? What's your story? What makes you tick? What makes me tick? What's my story? Well, those are great questions. The teacher in me feels like uh, flagging those questions of yours to say those are great questions for anybody that is working on developing their own brand to ask themselves. So uh, I would I would put a pin in that and come come back to it later. But who I am, what I'm passionate about is smarter marketing and. I think there is so much changing in marketing, and, and as you said early on, you know, especially for um, organizations today, it's harder and harder to do everything. It's it's impossible to do everything. The one thing you can't do is do everything. So what I am passionate about is helping organizations develop a scrappy marketing strategy, so they know why they're doing this and they know what works best and when. I love that. That's 
it's fabulous. So you run a blog and a podcast and you've got a book, Get Scrappy, obviously all dedicated to effective digital marketing, right? So I got to ask the origin story. You know, how'd you get involved with marketing and, you know, what have been some of your biggest takeaways thus far? How did I get involved in marketing? That is, uh, it, it's, it's a long and winding road that I will, uh, abbreviate other than the fact that I graduated years ago with a psych degree and I randomly, uh, well, not randomly, I needed a job because my uh, wife and I had a small child at the time and needed, uh, needed some gainful employment and I had a, pile of psychology-focused social services, social sciences uh, offers, as well as one odd duck marketing one. And it was one of those crazy forks in the road where you think, that one looks more fun. And also, cough, cough, it paid a little bit more, uh, which is always good for young families. But it was that crazy fork in the road that led me down uh, the, my my path of marketing. And it's one of those moments where, wow, what if I would have gone the other way? But I am I am I am so very happy, and I I'm I'm glad I did not. Uh, I worked in corporate marketing. Uh, for the first part of my career working at, uh, educational publishing companies. Uh, and then I, um, hopped out to the agency side of things and, uh, started, um, uh, rather restarted a family business, uh, that my father had started as a general advertising agency. And we focused as a digital marketing consultancy as brand driven digital, um, a few years back, and from there, uh, I've kind of, uh, as, as things have gotten more digital, I've kind of amassed my own footprint there with uh, with more blogging, with podcasting, with teaching, with speaking, and um, with writing this book as well. So what would you say, if, if you had to nail down one of the biggest... Uh, one of the biggest either either milestones in your marketing career or one thing you learned that you hadn't expected to learn, what would that be? Um, you know, I, I would say one thing that is unexpected and is sort of simple and um but yet many fail to do it is um I feel like these days we've gotten into as there's new social networks, new forms of content, new features on new social networks. It's easy to see all of these new things, these shiny new things as items on some sort of arbitrary checklist that, oh, we need to do all of the things now. And over the past couple of years, I've really been focusing on this idea that more isn't always better. Sometimes more is just more. But sometimes we take comfort in more. Sometimes we like the idea that our website has all of those social media sites tiled along the top. It looks like, it makes us feel like we are doing everything. But we're more often than not not doing everything effectively. And we could be a lot more effective by focusing what we're doing. And to do that, you have to get strategic. And strategy, I think, is sometimes one of those things that's have been ruined by large top heavy organizations because it's those things that, you know, encumber, you know, half of our exec team or half of our workforce. We go, we sit in a conference room for, you know, every Friday for several months. We produce a binder. We uh, get together and read updates to the binder. And if we all like the binder, we put it up on our shelves after the fact, next to the crisis plan, never to be heard from again. Whereas 
a scrappy marketing strategy, I like to think of as kind of like a map. It points you in the right direction. It's where you want to go. So you have to define that objective first to be on a path to not doing everything and to do more of what works best for you. Makes so much sense. I mean, the focus, the focus is so key as well. So, you know, one of the things I found, at least in my own development, is that I've learned from other people's mistakes. So I'm curious, over the years, what have you found are some of the biggest mistakes that you see primarily in small businesses making um, when, when they're supposed to be marketing? And, you know, what should they be doing instead? Well, I, I think one mistake uh, that is kind of, um, uh, it manifests itself a lot of different ways, but what, what I'll call it, what, what we'll think of it here as, is having a, a voice. I think that so often as we look at all of these new multi-directional forms of communication, we get so hung up on what we're saying, we miss out uh, on the fact of having an interesting voice for how we're saying what we're saying. And we have a lot of Me Too media these days where, you know, we have uh, a kind of good for all time zone social media presence, but it doesn't really sound like anything unique. And I think that that's a huge disadvantage. And it's usually out of fear, again, fear of saying the wrong thing. But so often, especially at small organizations, you do have an interesting voice. You do have an interesting way of doing business and finding ways to translate that into the digital world is critical. That makes a lot of sense. So say more for a second, because as I'm taking my notes here, I've got me too marketing. Say more about that. You know, what, what is that? Cause I know that that's going to be sticking in somebody else's ear. Yeah. Well, it's kind of building on that idea of, you know, checklist marketing where we're just arbitrarily doing everything. And that's what we're doing. And Me Too marketing would be how we're doing it because we are looking at what someone else is doing, you know, not ruffling any feathers. We want to sand out any sharp edges. And um, I think a lot of times, you know, the, the brands, the businesses that are killing it on social media have an interesting way of saying things. They do stand out. They do have sharp edges. So I think... Um, I talk in the book when I uh, uh, mention this, this topic of voice that sometimes I think it's important and a great exercise to just nap out, you know, what are three traits, three adjectives that define um, your brand voice? Because the other thing that's especially important at smaller organizations, really at any size organization, um, is that oftentimes you have a culture where the voice is maybe the owner, the founder of the business, and it's not as clear to everyone else, you know, who you are and what you stand for. So defining some of those key characteristics is helpful in creating a memorable uh, voice for your social and digital media presence. Can you give, can you give an example of, um, of a voice with an edge that you can think of out there, out there today? Uh, a couple of voices with edges uh, that are easy to bring up um, are uh, Taco Bell and Old Spice. And I bring both of them up because they actually uh, got into a back and forth a couple of years ago um, that, that I cite in the book um, about, you know, fire sauce made of real fire. And um, 
you know, uh, this this exchange where they were kind of, uh, you know, very much in line with what. And actually, it's great examples, uh, two well-known brands. But go look at their their TV advertising in both cases, and it is. Um, uh, maybe edgy is the right word, but it, it is it is a bold, offbeat uh, voice that very much fits their uh, target audience too. Um, you know, both being heavily targeted towards uh, millennials and millennial males, especially on the Old Spice side of things, and um, looking at that same offbeat voice uh, that is found in other forms of media that they're carrying over and doing that there as well. Uh, another fun example of voice, you know, is I think often, you know, it's easy to say, okay, yeah, Old Spice, Taco Bell, all these great traditional brands that we think of, business brands, and all sorts of different organizations um, need to be thinking about their voice as well. Um, NASA, with their rovers that they've sent up, um, you know, in the early days of Twitter, they thought, oh, this is great. You know, we are a government agency. We don't have a... You know, great big marketing communications budget, we will uh, send some tweets as the rover. And they sent those, uh, you know, Curiosity is taking off, Curiosity is doing this, Curiosity is doing that. They got about two or three tweets in and they realized, this sounds like just a bunch of press releases. So then someone had the wild idea to phrase those updates in the first person. <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Can I take selfies? Ask me your questions. And it really gives you an interesting vantage point for this exploratory brand. So even something simple like that. So I, I think it's not just important what you're doing, but, but how you're doing it. Hmm. That's great. That's absolutely great. I want to talk trends for a second um, because you've got your finger on the pulse. You know, what do you see as some of the marketing trends coming in 2017 and, and of them, you know, which do you feel would work best for those in the small business world? Well, I mean, it's hard not to focus on video, which has been certainly a trend for, for many years. But as that becomes more prominent on Facebook, within the Facebook feed, on Instagram, uh, on Snapchat, and even Snapchat's uh, wearables, the, the spectacle glasses, and all of the streaming video coming from that. But also live video, as we look at live video being a part of Facebook, a part of Instagram, a part of Snapchat, the kind of the biggest, most used, most popular social networks are really hanging their respective hats on live video. And I think that actually that's a great fit for small business because, you know, we've, we've got our phone, we've got the Facebook app, you know, there's all kinds of easy live video by its very nature. We can just dive in and start. And I think a lot of times, uh, especially with video, it's easy to get intimidated, uh, especially small organizations. You see, you know, these wonderful, beautifully produced commercials, and you think, man, I don't want to just point and click with my phone here. But when we see this focus on live video, I think it democratizes some of that a bit and puts everybody in the trenches, making, uh, you know, scrappier, uh, more fun, more off-the-cuff video that they can provide with instant access uh, for their viewers, for their fans, for their community. Yeah, I got to tell you, you know, that's been, it's been such an effective 
tool uh, for me in the cheer world. Um, and so many of my clients have really grabbed hold of that. You know, you forget just how cool certain businesses really are and how well they, they transfer to video. Um, you know, when I was a financial analyst a zillion years ago, I don't know how well that would have transferred to, to live video, but you know, if you've got something cool, what a great opportunity. Well, and something, and something that's an experience also. I mean, that's like you say too, uh, accounting is, is a bit more of a head scratcher. I'm, I'm in the spreadsheet now. Uh, as opposed to if you've got, you know, a, a small business, uh, you know, a restaurant, an activity, something that people are engaging in and having fun, it really can help you paint a very vivid picture of that online. Well, absolutely. I mean, seeing smiling, happy faces, you know, doing something cool, doing something fun. Yeah. I mean, it, there's, there's certainly the, uh, the magnetism there. So I, uh, I love that. Let's, let, let's talk content marketing for a sec, if you would, because I, I know that I've been on this kick probably for the last three years. Um, but we, we, we're always getting questions. So, you know, when it comes to content marketing, coming up with new and creative ways to share that content, you know, can be a bear. Do you have any sort of content creation tips that you'd be able to share? Absolutely. Um, in fact, I, uh, in, in the book, I, I have a chapter about this because one common thread, whether you are in B2B, whether you're your accountant friends or B2C, nonprofits, uh, government, uh, in a study from the Content Marketing Institute across all of those industries, everyone reports that they're having trouble creating enough content. It's one of the biggest challenges out there. So that's why I focus uh, on four content creation hacks that belong in every marketer's toolbox. The first one I talk about is to relentlessly repurpose your content. And that is if you're taking the time to make one thing, think about how many other things you can make as a result of that. Like say, we're just talking about that live video. And say you made a video about some aspect of your business, you know, what the check-in experience uh, is like when you, when someone arrives, they're checked in, what you go through, what cares are taken to that. So maybe you make this great live video about that. While that's all fresh in your head, while you've got that little script rattling around up there, maybe take a few moments and write that out, and then you've got a blog post from that. Or you could flip that around the other way. Say, man, I don't know what I'm going to say in this video. Maybe you write it out first, and then by writing it out, it makes that video easier. So there's a lot of different ways that you can add things to your content to create different formats of it. You can take it apart, you know, kind of atomize it, um, and share that elsewhere. So that's relentlessly repurposing your content. Um, the next hack is to utilize historical content. If you're a business that's been around for any stretch of time, get into, you know, your old storage units, file cabinets, find, um, those old advertisements, those old photos from your business, get those scanned in and you've got you know, a year's worth, several years worth of throwback Thursdays. You've got content sitting there uh, that's ready to be used. Also, remembering to curate content. Now, so often we get hung up on creating all of the content, and especially if you are in a saturated industry like I am, 
uh, of marketing, where there's so much great marketing content, you might find it useful to curate your take on some of the best content that's out there. Uh, so that's why my email newsletter, for example, that I send out is all curated content. Uh, I add my own article, but then I usually point to about 10 others that, uh, that people might have missed that week. And finally, encouraging user-generated content. You talked about seeing all of those happy faces in your business. Well, if they are happy, it might be time for an appropriate ask to see if they would help you create some content. Could they share a photo of them enjoying your product, your services? Ben and Jerry's did this uh, to great effect with their Capture Euphoria campaign a few years ago. So finding ways that your customers can create that marketing content for you can be extremely helpful. I love this. This is, this, uh, I think I'll do about three and a half pages of notes here. This is, this is fabulous. I, uh, I'm clearly, I'm auditing your class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the key to creating a successful and effective content marketing strategy? Um, just as far as, you know, you talked about some hacks, but is there, you know, a cohesive way to really create that strategy? Yes, there is. And I'm glad you brought up strategy because my other uh, favorite, um, favorite uh, bit of data to pull from the Content Marketing Institute is that while all of us are creating more content, more content than we were just a year ago, everybody's, everybody's turned up their content marketing engines, uh, more than half of us are flying blind without any sort of content strategy, which makes no sense. Well, we believe in this. We're going to invest more in this. We're going to create more. Do you have a plan? Nope. nope. We're just making stuff. So how can you come up with a better plan? That's where I point to one of my favorite marketers, as I say in a somewhat tongue-in-cheek way, and that's Rudyard Kipling, <laughs> who famously said in one of his poems, I keep six honest serving men. They taught me all I knew. Their names are what and why and when and how and where and who. So anybody with a journalism background knows that you use the five W's and one H to flesh out a story. But we can also use it to help us flesh out our marketing strategy as well. For starters, asking ourselves that great big question of why are we doing this? What impact are we trying to have? Because if you break it down, there's really you know, only a handful of things that you can do with digital marketing, content marketing, and that's you know, building your brand, gathering leads, uh, generating sales, public relations, customer service, picking one of those as your business objective and defining who you're doing it for. So why we're doing this and who we're doing this for. And that will get you closer to a more strategic use of content marketing and a better idea on an answer to that question I, I teased out earlier of what works best and when. Mm. Folks, I, I, I hope you're, I hope you're writing as uh, ferociously as I am because this is, this is fabulous. All right. It is time for a resource of the week. So tell me this, if you would, Nick. How can my listeners find out more about you, more about your book, and how you go about helping people to succeed? Uh, absolutely. Well, the book is at GetScrappyBook.com, and there you can read the entire introduction, which gives a great overview of this concept of scrappy marketing. So that's at GetScrappyBook.com. And then uh, if you go to OnBrandPodcast.com, 
if you need more podcast goodness after listening to to this, um, I would point you there because each week I talk to a brand builder at an organization uh, like Ben & Jerry's, like McDonald's, uh, like the Minnesota Vikings. So a diverse sampling uh, of people that are in the digital trenches building brands as well as thought leaders like Seth Godin and Guy Kawasaki as well. So that's onbrandpodcast.com. Folks, you should be subscribing to that and go get that book like right now. Actually, finish the podcast and then go get the uh, go get that <laughs> book. All right. So, Nick, I always like to to end my podcast with one what I consider to be a telling question. So, if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business grow or to more importantly help them to live a better life, what would that piece of advice be? You know, I am I am nothing if not consistent, and I feel like I've probably said it a few different ways, and I'm going to say it again, uh, but I'll recontextualize it, and that is more isn't always better. Sometimes more is just more. Now, that applies to your marketing, as we've talked about at nauseum, but I'm also uh, an educator, and I, I work with a lot of students, students who are trying out a lot of different things, and who are oftentimes overcommitted, like many of us grown-ups uh, are as well. So I, I always think that that more isn't always better applies there too. As much as you can focus what it is you're doing and get strategic with your life a little bit, as lame as that sounds, but what are you driving towards? If you can kind of map that journey like you'd map your marketing, uh, you'll find yourself on a better path. I don't think that's lame at all. I think that's sage advice. Nick, this has been fabulous. Thank you so much for joining me. I know how busy your schedule is, and it, it means the world that you share some of your time and uh, a whole bunch of your wisdom with us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Pleasure has been mine. Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success you truly deserve. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you... Have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.